Barkley straight ahead with a big hole. And running through is Saquon Barkley. And he's going in for a Giants touchdown. Giants turn to try and answer. And here's Saquon Barkley. Well, Giants fans, it's about damn time. That's all I could say. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ. I'm your host, Jack Quattararo. Alongside with me, my beautiful and always lovely co-host, Thomas Sinergia. And yeah, the Giants won this weekend, so I am to the moon. I am so excited, and let's record. Tom, how's your Monday, my guy? Very, very good. This is the best Monday I think both of us have had in a long time. I just want to do a quick shout-out to the band Queen. Because they said it best. I've paid my dues time after time. I've done my sentence, but committed no crime. And bad mistakes, I've made a few. And you know how the rest of the song goes. But we are the champions. We won a game. Feels like we just won, like, the season. It feels like the Monday after the, after the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, God, Tom. We're already talking about Super Bowl hopes. No, 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 no. It feels like we just won the Super Bowl because we just won a football game for the first time in a very, 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 very long time. That is true, dude. It's been five weeks of brutal and painful recorded episodes. But here we are, concluding the recap of the Giants versus the Washington football team's 20-19 victory. And listen, I'm going to start off by saying this, Giants fans. The game wasn't pretty. It was not the prettiest win you've seen. It wasn't like, oh, this was an easy win. Always with the New York Giants, it's a nail-biter down to the few final seconds of the game. And the Giants just got lucky because Washington, you know, Ron Rivera took a risk. And I I respect him for doing that. He went for the two-point conversion. They didn't get it. Giants got the onside kick. And now is a wrap. Thank God they won this weekend, Tom. Yep. Had a good feeling. We won. Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. No, it really doesn't, especially with the way the division's been going so far, Tom. Like, this win puts us a game and a half back. We have a, we have a W next to our name. That's all that matters. And you were saying that all last episode. You were like, as long as we get this, a W, I'm fine. And here we are. Once again, game and a half back. We play Philadelphia Thursday night. And if Dallas loses tonight, the Giants are in a pretty damn good spot if they can come away with one Thursday. But let's get into the recap of the offense um, Daniel Jones can still sling the ball, Tom. We scored a... Th- he threw a touchdown. My hot take hit, baby. So, yeah, Tom's hot take hit that Daniel Jones throw a touchdown. And, honestly, that has been a hot take this year because he hasn't thrown one since week one when he threw two to Slayton. So, mm-hmm. claps out to Danny. Thank God. He was 12 of 19, 112 yards. Like I said, nothing pretty. One touchdown to Slayton and then the one interception. But, Tom, was it really an interception? Listen, I'm going to tell you, when that guy came down with the ball in the back of the end zone, his, like, half of his elbow was out of bounds. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, no, I did see that. I did see that. He made a great play, but mm. I think he was out. Yeah, well, Danny was right. He, 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 uh, Daniel Jones would have a turnover this week. Yeah, Danny King was right. He he knows, bro. He knows. Daniel Jones will always have a turnover. It, it's seeming like now, Tom. I think all out of 19 of his starts, he has at least 18 turnovers in those starts. And... Another crazy stat line, Daniel Jones leads the team in rushing yards, 27 attempts for 204 yards. He's averaging 7.6 a carry. Just call him, like, Danny Barkley at this point. Slayton actually called him Daniel Jackson. That was kind of funny. And then there was, like, an edited picture of him wearing the Oakley sunglasses like mm-hmm. Lamar. So that was that was cool to see. Um, versus Washington, Daniel Jones had seven carries for 74 yards, and his longest one was that 49-yard rush that was 
absolutely insane. Like we said, Jason Garrett, open up that playbook, dude. That read option, Tom, fooled the camera. The cameraman thought Devontae Freeman had the ball the entire time, guys. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's Daniel Jones sprinting past everyone. He reached 20 miles an hour. He's a gazelle out there. Yeah, that's fast. I used to be able to run that fast. Me too. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I did. No, dude. Once I got timed for a 40 and I ran a 428. I've I've run an unofficial 3-9, but it's very unofficial. Oh, very unofficial? Like very, very? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But anyway, the Giants' O-line only allowed one sack. Even though the O-line stinks. This is what I put in all caps in my notes. Chase Young who? Chill, 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 chill. Tom I know Br- he didn't have a sack, but don't disrespect him like that. No, he did have the highest graded like defensive ranking from pro- according to Pro Football Focus this weekend out of anyone so far through week six. So he still had a monstrous game. He had a couple tackles for loss. But anyway, no sack, and you projected he would have four, but that's not the point. According to Pro Football Focus here, after allowing 99 total pressures this year, the Giants, through the first five weeks, the O-line was only charged with five pressures against Washington. So guys like Montez Sweat, Chase Young, they held their own. And also it was interesting to see because Andrew Thomas did not start this game because he was late to a team meeting. What do you? What's your take on that, Tom? Do we know why? He was just late. He said it won't happen. Like, he he came out with a whole statement, nope. Andrew Thomas. I saw through a bunch of the Giants beat reporters. He came out with his statement. He apologized. Joe Judge said he loved the way that Thomas handled it. But I guess it's kind of just unexcusable because I don't know what the team meeting was for. Like, was it at MetLife or was it over Zoom because yeah, of everything with COVID? Like, why was he late? That's kind of what concerns me. And it's a great, well, whatever it is, it is. He showed up. But it's great. It's a great discipline move on Joe Judge. He's telling him, listen, I don't care if I don't care if you're the fourth overall pick, you can't show up late to a meeting. And what did he say about changing the New York Giants culture this year? It, That's something Pat Shermer never would have done. Odell he, probably used to show up like thirty minutes to practice late. Probably. And just walk out there and like flip flops and still probably toasted everyone. But besides that, Andrew Thomas, as we all know as Giants fans, he's still struggling. There's a couple plays that I looked at yesterday and I was like, wow, like I'm honestly seeing versions of Nate Solder. Not as bad, don't get me wrong, but there's plays that he's blowing up and that it's all, you know, you can blame him fully for that. So Andrew Thomas also had a solid run blocking performance yesterday, though, so that's a positive. According to Pro Football Focus, a 79.3 overall grade on 11 running back snaps. So that's back-to-back games with 70-plus run grades for Thomas. And honestly, something to look at now, Tom, that's crazy. Matt Parrott played very very well. Let me say this right now. Once again, according to Pro Football Focus, I love these guys over there. Matt Parrott is the highest graded player for the Giants offense yesterday who had over 25-plus snaps. So that's a good sign. Giants are getting him reps when needed. And, of course, with Andrew Thomas being late and Joe Judge putting down the boot, they put him in at left tackle. And, he, you know, he's a right tackle coming out of UConn. And I know he played a little bit of left, but, man, I'm happy. He graded... 89.7 overall, including a 93.4 in the run block department. Wow. And guess what? Matt Parrott gave up only a single pressure on 11 pass block snaps. That's awesome, Tom, in my book. That is just like a cheers to you. I hold up my drink and salute to you, Matt Parrott. Cheers to the governor. Dude, like that, oh man, seeing that makes my day because, listen, if Andrew Thomas, guys, continues to struggle at left tackle... What's wrong with putting Matt Parrott in at left tackle and moving Andrew Thomas over to right tackle? 
Granted, Cam Fleming, according to Pro Football Focus, stop, stop. is our best right tackle, but... Stop. You and your pro football focus. Stop. I love it. They keep me entertained. They keep me up to date. I think up it's to cool date. to see all this. Cam Fleming stinks. Yeah, we know that. So does Andrew Thomas. Well, apparently your boys at Pro Football Focus don't know that. He stinks. Listen, they're just crunching numbers over there, those guys. But I listen, I think it's a good point. You move Parrot to left tackle and you give Thomas a shot at right tackle. Might as well. We won. That's how it worked out. And with the numbers and the <clears throat> overall grades Parrot got, why change? Why change what's working, Giants fans? You know, like that's something I say. I still think Andrew Thomas will start at left tackle Thursday night against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly, of course, our favorite place. But you never know. If he struggles, I guarantee you we see Matt Perrin for the majority of the game. Do it. Because I don't think Andrew Thomas will be late to another meeting. But moving on from the hog mollies, Tom, we can talk about Slayton. Slayton can do it all. I know mm-hmm. he only had two receptions for 41 yards, but he snagged the Daniel Jones touchdown. So that connection... When he creates separation, Slayton, and Daniel Jones has a couple seconds, maybe two seconds to throw the ball, he puts it right in the breadbasket. And we saw that yesterday. Obviously, he got rolled up on, on his ankle. I know he was coming into the game with that lingering foot injury, but still, he, he should he's questionable as of now, but I think he should be a go, hopefully, for the game. Don't take me up on that. Who knows what will happen by Thursday, but hey, fans, got to be optimistic here. We need him playing Thursday night. Yeah, there's, there's nobody on Philly that can cover him anyway. Darius Slay. He stinks. Philly's not good. We'll get to that. We'll get to that for the the preview episode. But they, I'm I'm not worried. Every time Giants fans, I mention something about Philly. Tom just goes, they stink. Granted, yeah, I feel the same way too. You're just harsh, bro. They're not. Listen, I'm a. I am a straightforward. I'm gonna tell you how it is, guy. I'm gonna get disagreed with pretty much all the time. But listen, it's how I feel. And that's why you're here, because it's kind of funny. I love it, honestly. I think it's hilarious. Good. And also, we'll talk about your boy, Golden Tate. He stinks. Stinks with a capital S. One reception, 11 yards. He's just not getting the job done. He does not create any separation. And Evan Ingram only had, like, two catches for, like, 35 yards. So the Giants, like... Sterling Shepard's done, right? He's coming back pos- potentially this week. Oh, Don't hold God. me to it, but I've been seeing what Joe Judge has been saying in the pressers, and he said... He could be a go, but I don't know how it's looking. It all depends on his toe and, all. I guess, all the ligaments in there. I have no idea. It's just like you see, like, Sterling Shepard, you want him to play because now you see Golden Tate struggling so bad. Like, we need someone in there to help create separation because then they'll give Ingram more chances and, of course, Slayton. I think Jason Garrett's not using Evan Ingram right. I think he's not as much involved as he should be. Well, he hasn't had a tight end like him ever. He had Jason Witten the whole time. Yeah, he's got to deal with a tight end that basically could be a wide receiver or a slot receiver. They should just put him at wide receiver. Stop I've been you. saying that all year since this summer. I, I said, know. why not try Ingram in the slot more? Granted, if you probably look up all the stats on him, he probably has snaps in the slot, but why not just permanently move him out there? Yeah. He'll probably be up against a cornerback, too, who's smaller than him, or a linebacker who he's faster than. He's probably faster than half the cornerbacks out there on Philly, too. Honestly, from the offense, like we said, Tom, it was a kind of a cruddy game. You know, nothing that really wowed you and you were like, wow, like this is that. It's once again, Tom, the defense standing on its head. And we'll start off with the biggest play of the game. 
with no other than Mr. Irrelevant, who is now no longer Mr. Irrelevant, Tay Crowder. He's been playing well all year as a rookie, and dude, he literally closed out the game for us. He was Mr. Relevant this week. Tay Crowder scooped and scored to give the Giants the lead on a 43-yard fumble recovery with three minutes left in the game, Tom. And of course, this was set up by no one other than Kyle Fackrell, so he's been doing a great job out there. The play before, he had a sack. I love all these Dave Gettleman free agent signings. I know. Oh, do you? Ah, here we go. Granted, Tate Crowder's a draft pick, so that could be a little bit mix of Judge and, of course, Gettleman. And it's the last pick in the draft. You pick anyone who's there. And then James Bradbury, who we're going to get into right now, is just an absolute stud. Blake Martinez had a total of, like, 15 tackles and, like, five solo. He's the leader of the defense. He's like our Luke Keekley for Carolina. He may not be explosive as Luke Keekley is, guys, but... He's out there making plays every damn game. Hell he is. Same with Kyle Fackrell, bro. These guys are insane. And it's something I feel like, Tom, we haven't seen on the Giants defense in a very long time. No, he's been fire. All it's because we don't have we don't have that one big identity guy, but we have a lot of depth. We have a lot of like role players that get the job done in place of that one showstopper guy. No, that is very true, dude. I I couldn't agree with you more, man, because if you think about it, dude, like, the Giants have been facing a lot of injuries this year, too. Every team in the league has, don't get me wrong, but you always got to think, Tom, who's going to step up next? And also, Giants fans, who's going to step up next? Like, if someone goes down, who's going to step up? Andrew Thomas, late to a meeting. Joe Judge, who's going to step up? Matt Parrott, bam. That's my guy. How does that go? Bam. 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 Because that's what he does when he's blocking, pass blocking. He's shoving out his arms and... Pressing a defender. Bam! Bam! He's whacking him, bro, dude. Can't tell you how happy I am. I heard license plate guy was saying this, too. He's like, oh, but the Giants only won by one point. Stop, stop, Who cares? They won a game, and they're still in contention for the division. If they lost yesterday, you guys would be saying the same thing, that we keep losing winnable games. We won. We We won a winnable game. The tide is turning. The tables are turning. And this is like the easiest part of the schedule, supposedly, for the Giants coming up with all the division games. You got Cincinnati in the mix. But after that, it's like the five hardest games of their schedule. But you guys got to be positive right now. Like, this is good. This is a good start because you never know. Philly's banged up. So far, I know Zach Ertz is out this week against the Giants. And I heard Miles Sanders, too. Don't take me up on it. I'm not sure if it's official yet. But Miles Sanders might be out, too. He stinks. We're not losing Thursday. Write it down. You said that against Washington, so you should start saying that more. you got to be confident. Like Bro, that. I'm telling you, I shaved and we won. I shaved my beard last Tuesday for the first time in, since quarantine. So, I, needed, I needed a change. And now we won. So, I mean... So now you keep growing this beard out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the juju is here. Short week... Philly, Philly almost won that game, but that out of that second half comeback is just just Baltimore kind of fumble in the bag. There, Philly stinks. Carson Wentz is really really bad. I also think Baltimore is not as good as last year. I feel like their team has been more figured out than last year with Definitely. that offensive scheme. Their defense is great. Don't get me wrong, but Philly started to kind of torch them in the end. I'm not really worried about that though, because you know. It's like Dak Prescott garbage time points in fantasy. That's what we said. Yeah. Uh, Dak Prescott, I, I do hope you're doing well and recovering well. <laughs> I can't wait to see you next year again when the Giants beat you twice. But it's all right, you know? 
we're, we're happy, and we're going to go right back to the defense because the Giants have had two defensive touchdowns two weeks in a row, baby. Yeah. Last baby. week, the pick six, and now the scoop and score fumble. Last time we had a scoop and score was Marcus Golden against the Pats last year. I feel like Giants fans, we haven't really had a lot to cheer about for the Giants defense over the past few years, and now we're like, bam, Like, look at this. Giants two games in a row, a turnover that results in a touchdown. Two weeks in a row, so... We also have the best cornerback in the league. We, a thousand percent, in my mind, have the best cornerback in the league. James Bradbury is the best signing Dave Gettleman has probably ever done. And I'm just going to say, thank you, Dave Gettleman. Oh, wait, what was that? Say it again. He knew Brad. He, he knew what type of player Bradbury was because he was with him in Carolina. Yeah, but he's listening. I don't think he heard you the first time. Say it again. Dave Gettleman, I like that pick, bro. That was a good signing, my friend. And what do you have to say? Thank same you. with Fackrell and same with Martinez. I never doubted those two. I liked them a lot. I liked Bradbury, too. But Giants fans, I am just not a big Dave Gettleman fan, and I assume you all know that by now. We're going to do a whole Dave Gettleman episode during our bye week. Oh, God. I don't think I'll make it to that week. Week 11? I think I might have to take a rain check. Dude, we're already going. We're already, this is already week seven we're going to be going into. I know. That's bananas. Week seven, I just, you know, once again, shout out to all the fans and viewers and listeners who listen and follow our channel and our podcast. It means the world to Tom and I. We're going to keep giving you daily content whenever you need it. And of course, win or loss, we're always here for you guys. So James Bradbury, Tom, he's a stud. And of course, he just he's just like a ball hawk out there, I felt like. He sniffed out that interception so well. Yeah, he's been, he, his eyes are just everywhere right now. And... Like, he leads the league in pass deflections and then is, I think, like, tied fifth for, like, interceptions or, like, tenth with, well, like, and like, two. And, he, like, he's not big either. He's, like, tiny. Like, he, he wouldn't come across as, like... He's lengthy. Yeah, he wouldn't come across as one of those, like, shutdown guys, but he's doing his job. Like, he's not like Ramsey where you're expecting him to go up and, like, pop someone. Yeah, but I'd rather have a guy like Bradbury who gets slept on and then does phenomenal than a guy like Ramsey who you literally... Like, if we had Jalen Ramsey... And, and a receiver caught a pass while he was guarding them, I'd be pissed. Yeah, me too. If the Rams are paying him, what, $20 million? A lot of money. That's that that's like almost flirting with like decent quarterback money. No, that is that's very ridiculous. true. And then, yeah, Bradbury was targeted four times. He allowed three catches, but it was only for 12 yards. Perfectly fine. Like, if you think about it, that's insane. He doesn't I, give up the big play. I, he, listen, he was on Terry McLaurin. A couple plays here and there. I barely heard his name all game. I like McLaurin. Who he had seven catches, seventy four yards. Well, but that's a that's a solid game. Yeah, but... I think though. Listen, solid game stat wise, but I think that all came against in the slot with Darnay Holmes and a couple other cornerbacks into the mix. But against Bradbury, I never heard his name once. Maybe one of those three catches was against Bradbury, but that was it. James Bradbury has been shutting down the league's best receivers that he's faced this year. You got Allen Robinson. You got Amari Cooper. Like, oh, man, I'm so happy, Tom. We won. The Giants won a game this weekend. But it wasn't pretty, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And the defense also had sacks. Again, the defense is just playing out of their minds once again. They had three total sacks this weekend. One from Logan Ryan on a cornerback blitz. One from Leonard Williams. And one from Kyle Fackrell, which was the eight-yard loss on the sack play. So three sacks. We only gave up one, the Giants O-line? That is a big thumbs up in my book, Tom. And I am very, very just, oh, man. It's been a great victory Monday. Dude, this is, like, awesome. Like, I guess this is what other fans like the Chiefs and the Ravens 
and just other teams feel. Oh, you win a game on a Sunday, and your Monday just goes smoothly. Like, I had three classes today, and I had a couple homework assignments to do in between those classes. I felt like I didn't worry about any of my work today for once, Tom, mm-hmm. because the Giants won a game. And I could sit there and be happy and not think about all the negatives. Don't get me wrong. Wasn't the prettiest win. Like I've said this whole episode, there's still things that need to be improved, Giants fans. But, hey, we're 1-5, in five, baby. And we're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. 1-5 and five and feeling alive. On Thursday night, baby. Yeah, they stink. And we're looking for blood. Giants fans are looking for blood. I talked to Nicky Snacks. He's going to the game. He's looking for blood, baby. Oh, He's going to Philly. F- Philly has fans. Yeah, Philly does have fans. I wish MetLife had fans. Chill. Listen, fans. If MetLife ever has fans this year and I go to a game, I'm going to tweet about it. Come find Tom and I at the game. We'll be there. Giants win, and it's honestly the happiest day of the year of the football season so far. There's been a lot of ups and downs and downs and more downs and more painful thoughts. We talked about it with Danny King last week, but Tom? No more bad vibes. Positive vibes only. I was so happy to see you today. I always am, but you know we're usually about to talk about a team that's always losing, but hey. And the winning's not done yet. And the winning is not done yet, Giants fans. Tune in. We're going to post this episode tonight, Monday night, and then tomorrow, Tuesday, we'll have the preview out for the game with our special friend, Jonathan Banks. He goes to Quinnipiac University with us. He's a great friend, huge Eagles fan, diehard fan. He's in trouble. Let's just say, Giants fans, he's in trouble. I'm bringing bringing the ref. Tom is bringing it tomorrow. I'm I'm bringing the entire Spanish armada. Tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun, so tune in to the game preview tomorrow, and then we will all see you Thursday in Philly. And let's go Giants. Let's go get a win. Two and five sounds a lot prettier than one and five. Giants fans, stay safe, stay healthy. We love you all, and we'll see you Thursday night, baby.